Hello and welcome back to the Gig CX Decoded podcast where we dive into the world of uh, all things to do with customer service in particular um, gig-based customer service and I'm your host as always Chris Dumbleton Chief Sales Officer over here at the Good Ship Limitless um, and today I am uh, very excited to be joined by none other than Jay Nathan. So Jay I'm going to do I'm going to try my best here to give you um, a, a decent pitch and then you can correct me after. So Jay you are the Executive Vice President and Chief Customer Officer at HireLogic which is all around a community software platform very well renowned in the industry I might, I might be so bold. And uh, from right and thinking as well, you were the co-founder of Gain, Grow and Retain, uh, a community for customer success leaders, and that then morphed itself into High Logic. And I really want to know a bit more about that. Uh, you got, I think, about 20 years in the software industry, various leadership roles, Blackboard, People Matter, all that wonderful stuff. So, and you and you'll know, uh, you know, this isn't the first podcast you've ever done, right? So you're you're a, you're a real one. So we're expecting big things from you today, Jake. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for having me, Chris. Great to be here. Yeah, welcome. welcome you did a wonderful Chris. job on the intro. I don't have anything to add right now. So, well, you, I'll thank Brandon for that one because I, you know, I'll, he's our producer. And I didn't write it, but anyway, so thank <laughs> Brandon when you listen back to this. But there we go. Uh, okay, well, well let, let's let's get into it. You know, so you know, we, we're going to ask you a few questions, um, and the best one to start off with is, you know, who are you? What do you do? Where have you come from? And just give us a bit more background, so uh, for everyone listening. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, it's, it's been cool to learn a little bit about your business in the pre-show here. But yeah. um, so my name is Jay Nathan. I live in the United States, um, South Carolina, to be uh, exact, on the coast of South Carolina, in a little town called Charleston. If you've not come here, you uh-huh. should check it out sometime because it's pretty cool. Um, I, like you said, have been in the software world for about a little over 20 years now. And um Spent a lot of time with a with a with a bigger company down here in the area that I live, mm-hmm. and was there for almost nine years, and um, learned a lot there. And since then, have been in early stage companies. That one was publicly traded, but I've been in early stage companies. I've uh, started my own company, sold it uh, to the company I'm with now, Higher Logic. Part of part of um, what we did in that that prior company that I sold to Higher Logic was recreated a community of customer success leaders, and I think we'll maybe get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm as well, but it's been one of the, the great thrills of my career to do that and to help be a part of that. And so, um, you know, uh, yeah. So today I, I oversee customer success and the whole mm-hmm. customer experience for our customer base at Higher Logic. Higher Logic is a community software company, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have over 3000 customers worldwide and, um, mm-hmm. across a number of industries and, uh, yeah. So I just, I just enjoy this stuff. I enjoy SaaS companies, uh, technology businesses, subscription businesses, and, um, like to like to hang out and talk about this stuff as much as I like to do it day to day. So thanks for having me. Well, great stuff. Well, well, the, the thing with, um, you know, what I love about the community is this, this taps into the virtues of, you know, the, what we're all about, um, with, with freelancers, you know, people that, that want to help others, there's a platform for them to be able to do that and they come with the requisite knowledge. And that's the, one of the core principles, I think, of community and everything right. like that. Uh, now, you, you obviously talk a lot about customer success um, within that. Um, I'd be interested in how you define customer success. And, and in your experience, d- does this differ from customer support? And how would you, how would you say the two things are, you know, oppose each other? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's probably one of the most common questions that is out there around customer success is like, what is it? And why is it different than support? It's not been around Um, for like, like 
decades, right? In in sort of software terms, how, how long yeah, has it been around? It's been around a little over twenty years. So oh, um, okay. yeah, there were there were people at Salesforce that sort of made That's the right. concept, yeah. um, sort of gave it gave it wings, if you will. I think it maybe even been around prior to that. People had been throwing the term around of customer success, but really, I mean, customer success was born out of the the movement to the cloud and to SaaS. You know, back in the day when when I was coming up and probably when you were coming up too, Chris, is we used to buy software and go install it in our data centers. We couldn't see yeah. what was what was happening after we sold it, right? To the software. We couldn't see if it was being utilized mm-hmm. unless we were actually talking to the customer. But SaaS, the technology model, gave us the ability to see usage and see what was happening with adoption, see what was happening in terms of the value that the customer was getting in real time if we did it right. Right. Mm. And so what that does is creates an opportunity for technology companies to um, interact and intervene proactively. Mm. Support is is in a lot of people in support Bristol when I say this and I'll explain why. But support is is more um, of a reactive function, generally speaking. Customer has an issue. They come inbound with it and you respond right now before people jump all over me about that there are also ways to be proactive in support. You can anticipate the questions that your customers have. You can look at the the highest volume issues that they report and you can create knowledge bases. You can um, enhance mm. the product in different ways that sort of mitigate that inbound need for support, but it's always there, right? Mm. Customer has a question, customer has an issue, product has a break and customers come inbound to get us to, to resolve that. Customer success is a little different. It's um, Hey, like, for our customers to, because we're on subscription now, right? Most companies, most software is bought on a subscription basis. That means yep. if I'm not getting the value out of it, I can turn it off at some point in the not too distant future. Most mm-hmm. software contracts are a year, two years, three years. Some of them may even be monthly, right? So if mm-hmm. I don't like the way it's going or I'm not using it, I just cancel right then and there. Um, but what we want to be able to do is intervene ahead of that moment, Right. And if I can look at the customer's usage and the way they interact with the product and and see that they're not getting the value that they should be getting from that product, then I can go outreach to them and say, hey, looks like you're not using this the right way or, or, right. or you haven't been fully onboarded and enabled in the product. So um, let's talk about that. Let me show you how to do some things. I can train you on the product. We can talk about your processes. It's very much an outbound um, mm. consultative motion. So a lot different and it's a capability. We, we, we didn't quite have at scale before. Um, and we can get into a lot more detail, um, but behind that, but everything you hear about customer success, there's a lot of focus on retention and gross, mm. gross retention, net retention, renewals, uh, even things like NPS and CSAT come into play. But at the end of the day, it's really all about proactively making sure that you're engaging with customers when they may be having problems and may not be getting the value that they expect out of the product so that they renew at a higher, at a higher rate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my, you know, personal experience with, um, yeah, customer success as well is, is, is it, is also, I think linked to a lot of the software that's then multi-tenanted. So when you get this sort of big platform upgrades and, you know, people get the benefits, I don't, I don't want to say this wrong way, but you know, whether you like it or not, but you know, it's like, great, this is new features and functions. You, you need to be aware of them. And then, yep. and you know, and if they're not getting the benefits of them, then the next release, the next release, next release. So then they end up with a, you know, platform that they're, they're not using. And then all of a sudden they get 
you know, their, their head turned by someone else. And lo and behold, you can do it. So it's, all, it's obviously a lot about making sure that people can use use everything that's the, um, being developed. And yeah. I mean, you picked up on something as well, which is um, relates to our world, which is about how liquid loyalty is becoming. So as everything's moved more and more towards subscription-based services and hosted, and a lot of the way that companies try and compete with each other is to make it easier to buy, but also easier to switch. So you think about you know your streaming services and your tv subscription services and stuff like that you get a bad experience and then bang you're off you know the the whereas in you know back in the days we call it those concepts didn't exist you were locked in or it was you know it takes you takes you five years to depreciate the value of especially That's if there right. was kit supporting the software you'd already, you'd already paid for it right you'd already yeah. paid for it and so if you didn't like it too bad good good for but us then, you got think, your money <laughs> you, you, I mean, I, I, it sounds like you, I mean, we're on the same page or anything, which is like, it's too bad. Like you've bought it. So, okay. There's a, you know, there's not going to be expectation and not as many people are going to, you know, renew their support contract, for example, with support. But if it's but because of this like drive to new features and functions and also the lack of loyalty that can exist in this world, making sure that people are happy all the time is what you know drives it. And then, as companies move more and more towards subscription services, they're you know, they're annuity-based businesses. So it's not That's the right. one-time buy buy some software, buy some professional services. In that, it's like yeah, you know, the, the the markers for a business is how many people have got it, how many are using it, and how many continue to grow with it. Right. So it always makes sense. It always makes a good 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 sense. So how how would you um so how does I think you've touched on it, but so you say customer support is reactive, customer success is largely proactive do, do you think you know cx leaders uh or general kind of exec leaders get the different two things um i think today if you had asked me that question seven years ago i would say hmm, majority <laughs> no <laughs> yeah um but you know i think i think today um most executive leaders understand if you've been in the technology world for any amount of time or if you you know have been in other business realms and are coming into the technology world, even as an executive, then I think you, you, you intuitively get it. It's like, yeah, like, um, we really have to, to do something different that to make our customers successful. We have to get out into the customer base. We can't just wait for them to come to us, mm -hmm. uh, like, like they would have normally done in, in SAS, but there's still, there's still a good amount of confusion. And I'll tell you, um, one of the things that I see the most of in my, conversations. I write a lot on LinkedIn. I mm. have a lot of conversations one-on-one -on -one like this. And, um, and we see a lot in our community that we started just, a, there's a lot, especially in earlier stage companies, uh, a lot of scenarios where leadership teams will call everything customer success. That includes support, yeah. that includes onboarding. It includes, um, you know, consultation and services. It includes a renewal. Mm. And, you know, in an early stage company, we sort of call that like a full stack CSM. They do everything mm -hmm. in an early, early, early stage company that makes some sense, makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, but by the time you get beyond, you know, handful of people in your in your customer facing organization, so to speak, then you really should think about specializing those roles. And the first one I always tell people to specialize is or suggest that they specialize is support because then you can separate the inbound from the outbound and you can really focus right. on what you're doing there because support is a, if support doesn't work, 
then customer success probably isn't going to work because if customers mm-hmm. can't get their base, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like the, the basic is when I have a question, I expect you to be able to answer it. Or when the problem, when the product has a problem, I expect you to be able to resolve that quickly and track that yeah. I've got that problem and make sure that it's closed out. So they're very symbiotic. They're part of the same family, uh, mm-hmm. but they are two different things. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So, I mean, you've um, you talked a lot um, yeah, very recently about um, scaling customer success, and I think you made that the uh, you have a, a live event, again grow. I, I have a this is one of these these three words that I, I've really I've struggled to say and not mess it up. Again, grow. It's like red lorry, yellow lorry. It's again, grow, retain, retreat. There you go. So. You, so go on. Can you, t- you tell us about it? Tell you did great. You did really great, Chris. And here I'm gonna give you a little hint. Okay, here's a little here's a little hint. Oh, yeah, just, call it, just call it GGR and it rolls off oh, the right, a okay, lot better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we thought it was such a clever name, and then we started saying it and realized, oh my gosh, what a mouthful. <laughs> and then we started hearing how other people said it and it got even funnier. So um, so no, no worries at all. But yeah, I mean Gangro Retain. So we had a podcast called Gangro Retain back in I think we started in uh-huh. 20 early 2018, late 2019. And, um, you know, like we were talking about the pre-show, we, we started it to learn from our customers at the time. And we started it to you know, share best practices and really, you know, just, just to have some content to, to get our brand out there. Um, but as the pandemic hit, that quickly pivoted into a full-blown community. Today, we have over 12,000 members in that community, uh, mm. tens of thousands of more who consume our content through just finding us on, you know, searching for customer success terms on Google, um, LinkedIn, that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this year in particular, we have focused on like, what does it mean to scale customer success? If you look at the history of where we went from that perpetual software world in the early two thousands to the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, since 2009, this entire industry has been on a tear in terms of fundraising, building teams, spending money on sales and marketing and mm. people in customer success to take care of our customers. And what we've now come to the realization of, you know, look at what happened in 2022, the market in terms mm. of valuations for, for technology businesses right. came crashing back down to earth, right? It, in, mm. in, to the extent that many companies are valued lower than they were pre-pandemic today because the market is just correcting itself. Um, and when that happens, you have to get more efficient. You have to sell more efficiently and you have to take care of your customers more efficiently. So we've really been pushing on this, this, um, message of you can't do everything one-to-one anymore, right? Mm. Yes. I'm not telling people to go get rid of their customer success teams. That's not my message. My message is how can you add more customers now without continuing to add additional CSMs at the rate that you were over the past 13 years? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's really important to be able to do that. And there's all kinds of techniques and technologies that we condone to, um, to help implement those scalable customer success strategies. But now it's like, how do we provide, how do we deliver on the vision of customer success, the proactive interventions that we need to provide to our customers at a less expensive clip? Because that wow. actually is the definition of scale, right? As units grow, the fixed cost goes down. It's yeah. not, adding more people every time you grow linearly yeah otherwise you end up well potentially one of these problems right and then you have to you have to make that correction and and there you go so yeah get it 
that's where layoffs come from, right? Is over over staffing to yeah. solve problems with people instead of technology and and uh, smart strategies. Well, let's talk about smart strategies. So, uh, well, I think we think we've got one of those. So, um, you know, we were talking offline, introducing you know, who, who we are and what we do, which is about uh, effectively the Uber business model for contact centers. So, um, we we deploy the whole gig based model allow organizations to route their customer success tickets. So inquiries, you know, generally support inquiries to crowds of uh, onboarded, often their own customers who come with the brand knowledge. They often come with the technical knowledge and they would more often than not come with some first-hand product knowledge as well. And that takes away a lot of the wastage that gets involved in typical contact center environments because you, um, there's a huge amount of effort that goes into trying to find them in the first place, train mm-hmm. them, and then keep them because the the world of customer service and support. And I know firsthand it's my first ever job. You you you, you can quickly get turned by some some another opportunity because the 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 way the econ- economics run is people that get paid minimum wage. You know so finding something for another 50 cents door an hour outside of that, you know, could be, so you enter this huge conveyor belt of trying to find the people and um, keep them in the first place and then keep that level of quality. So yep. we know that pain firsthand and you know, uh, there's a, there's a really good story about what we do. It take, takes a lot of that way. Um, now this will be a question that I don't know whether this is going to be relevant to you in terms of customer success or specifically the software, i.e. the community environment that you bring, but if I talk about gig experts and we call them brand advocates, what, what sort of role do you see them playing in scaling customer success? Yeah, oh, what a great question. I, I think, um, you know, to build on what you said there, we're, and I've run support teams as part of being a CCO right. for, for many years. And one of the challenges you often hear, especially as you have to hire, you're on that conveyor belt, you have to hire new people all mm. the time. You hear it all the time from your customers, right? They're like, you know, I've been using the software longer than my, longer than your support team has. Like, I, I know what I'm doing here. When I call you and I have a problem, it's a real problem. And I need somebody with some real juice to solve that problem mm-hmm. for me, right? Because most, most level one issues for a, for a savvy user, they can solve themselves. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess to me, when I think about your model, I'm so intrigued, first of all, because it's, um, it's really innovative, but it, it also solves that problem, right? It brings people who not only have been using the product for a long time, but they're they're because they have been using the product for a long time and they're, um, they are interested in serving other users the same way they have a sort of a built-in passion for the product. You would think, Mm. I mean, what a better experience you're going to get on the, on the other end Mm. of that support interaction from somebody who literally cares deeply about the product and who has been using it for years. I mean, that's a, that's pretty, pretty amazing. And, uh, and by the way, like these guys didn't pay me to say that. I just think it's a really cool idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think leveraging your, your advocates, you know, we often think of it in terms of getting referrals to new business or, you know, having somebody be a reference for you on a, on a new customer prospect call. Mm -hmm. Um, but having, advocates actually help solve other customers problems is really is a really powerful concept you know we 
sell customer communities. And that's part of the mm. vision for a customer community mm. as well. And you called yeah. that out earlier uh, when you were describing GigCX, because our goal is to have customers who are passionate about your products solving other customers' problems. Yeah. We, just, we just do it in an online community versus a, a live interaction like you might do through GigCX, mm. if I'm understanding it correctly. So um, I think there, there's a ton to be gained by that. And by the way, it applies in B2C. It also applies in B2B. Uh, because, you know, people in many industries that the technologies that they use day to day become part of their career, right. um, part of their profile, right. Part of their mm. resume. I mean, you look at a lot of the, the big marketing automation platforms out there or, uh, even HRIS systems, you know, these big back office systems, people get certifications on those things. Right. And then mm. they add them to their resume and their profile. Mm. And, you know, there's a whole ecosystem there of, of other companies who use those products and who need qualified people to go operate them. Um, and so it becomes part of their, part of their profile. Mm. So I think um, there, there's a, there's a, just a ton of different uh, opportunities to leverage your your brand ambassadors. And this is a really innovative, innovative way to do it because usually it's on the marketing side. When we think about advocates, right, yeah, we think about yeah. it from a marketing and sales perspective, yeah. not so much from a customer success perspective, but I tell people all the time, our best customer success managers, no, no offense to any of our customer success managers, cause they're awesome. But the, <laughs> some of the best ones we have are the consultants in our industry who don't work for us. Right. But when a customer has an issue, I know I can refer them into that customer and they'll go get it straightened out. Right. Cause most of the time the product, the product is not the problem. It's the process. It's the mindset. It's the yeah. strategy that they've chosen to implement with my product that, that could be problematic. I mean, this you've picked on something that I, I'm, you know, by, by in a, you know, every admission fascinated in, but this is to do with the, it's kind of like putting some, some actual like matter behind the word empathy. You know, it's having that, uh, some substance there that says that because I mean we're all customers right and um we we know when you've had it's it's like um I sort of analogize it to going you you when you, you walk into a restaurant and you say what do you recommend you know and if someone doesn't you know, what's the soup what's the soup of the day and if someone's like reads the soup of the day is blah 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 and you go is it good You've never tried it okay well you go to the next place and you go what do you recommend i recommend this this and this i wouldn't try that only because it's not fresh today or some of that what's the soup oh it's you know whatever it is pea and ham i love it it's great yeah what, what experience you know you're paying the same amount of money uh but what does the experience tell you and where are you more likely to come back and, and what place are you more likely to recommend and there is this human bridge that happens that is sometimes very hard to put your finger on where people are generally wired to want to be able to help others mm. and a lot of people are looking for ways in which they can help others yeah. virtuous or non but are, are desperately trying to find ways that they can deliver some form of value that makes them think that they are doing something that's of some substance at the end and the way in which traditional contact centers have worked have mm. been we have a bunch of support tickets, which we don't want. Uh, they are given a budget relative to the amount of the, of the, how much is sold. And our job is to get those sold as in at least cost as possible, but make sure the CSAT's as high as it can be 
off you go. And then what often what happens is they can go and try and find all the people, bring them to the workplace, train them on how to read that menu script about the soup and what's on the menu, in my analogy, and then put them to work. And then what happens is the next restaurant in town, they go to the next one, next one, you know, and then and the conveyor belt starts. As opposed to the people that are already coming to that restaurant, you go, well, hang on, what, can we ask you to be our ambassador? Because you love it here. You come here all the time. Yeah, right. Can you tell this person how good the soup is? And it's, Yeah, I can. I'd love to be able to help. And you get that, you know, I don't want to make it as big as it sounds, but like, you know, that sort of your know, hairs on the back of your neck feeling is like I've genuinely been of, of help to someone. And the, I think the the neat thing about what we do and what you guys do is you know, we're embracing that community, which you can spin a couple of ways in terms of looking at things. But at its heart is people that want to help as opposed to they've been asked to help because it's a job and they're just going through a, you know, going you know, wheels in emotion or they're tightly regulated in terms of what they can say or not. But like you've just mentioned, it's those people that consultants aren't necessarily your actual CSMs, but they know how to make this thing work. We'll add a lot more in this world where everything is becoming more automated and more robotic. They can add the human touch. Mm-hmm. You can put some substance behind that word empathy and they can talk from the heart and, you know, what restaurant you like to come most come back to. And, and I think that that's, that's what we, you know, we're both in the game for. Yep. No, that, that's right. You, and you, you trust people outside of the brand more than you trust people inside the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well, right. but it's because we're, we're we're also hardwired to be suspicious. I think, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, you know, when you get, I mean, I know, and you probably know, when when you're talking to someone, you like this is a script. They are saying the things that they've been trained to say, and yep. do you? And half the time, I just you know, you ask people, so uh, you know, have you got this? You know, if I'm, I'm calling, do you use this product? We got it, and you know, most of them, it's absolutely not. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to get. I'm going to get a service here. Am I going to shout about it? No. Am I going to tell anyone else about it? No. Um, you know, will I get what I want? I may do, but it's just vanilla. That, it's just vanilla ice cream all the time, you know, and that's great yeah. for some people, but, you know, I want some mint chocolate chip. That, that is such a great point in, in one that actually in our business, I don't think we even accentuate enough is mm. that your support team, your customer success team, those people are not necessarily practitioners in what it is you do. Right. As a company. Right. And so there's only so much empathy that they can have for the people on the other end of the phone because they don't understand them. They don't sit in their same seat, mm. which makes what you all do and what the customer community provides unique, which is you're going to get people who actually sit in your same seat, who do the same kind of work that you do, who are trying to use the product in the same way you are to help you from their experience. And that's a really powerful thing. Mm. We. We like to think so, and that, that's our. I love it as well. I mean, you, you've covered off a lot of the here the benefits. I think that, that brand advocates can to, can bring to organisations, and there's we think about customer success is often it's associated with software, and it's to do with and if you do customer success really well, then you have lifetime value, which is often a key marker of software companies. Those that stay with you and continue to upgrade, continue to use all the features and functions. And you know, that can easily be mirrored and transposed into effectively what we're doing, which is to is twofold really. One is yeah, if you're getting support by from someone that can deliver something that is actually that was really that was a really good experience. But also on the other side, is those that are providing the support now have a dual relationship with that brand. 
one, they were a consumer anyway of their own free will, whether it's a, an Apple phone or it's a Samsung you know, earbuds or it's using a Google product or something. They're already chosen to be that customer. And now they're now it's a revenue source for them as well as them being a, a customer. They get to help others tick their sort of internal box and they get rewarded for this thing. You know, I, you know, we, we haven't and we aren't able, unfortunately, to, to do or pin the numbers because we've, we we need vast amounts of data in long periods of time. But but intrinsically, I feel very strongly that those that are providing the support on behalf of a brand are going to be far more likely to stay with that brand than not. And they yeah. may also be more likely to tell their friends and family when you're talking about NPS and things like that. So, it, it, you know, it's hopefully ticks a lot of boxes, but it is yeah. uh, a huge mind shift because you're having to trust people that aren't employed. And it's like, wow, how do we do that? We've been we've been on this bus for 50 years where people are employed. They're told to yeah. job and they, don't it, they get sacked. And it's like, ah, how do we trust this model? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Well, we could probably talk a long time about this, but um, I'm fascinated to know more about um, you, know, you guys and the software platform. Well, we definitely need to connect after this and uh, and. I, you know, I think there's a really neat angle in all of this, and yeah. there could be a there could be a mashup somewhere along the line. And um, so I'd love to talk a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, I completely agree. But for those interested in hearing a bit more about you and the company and your podcast, where where do they go? How yeah. do they find you? Sure. Um, well, if you want to learn more about customer communities, um, HireLogic.com is the company uh -huh. that I work for, and uh, uh, we'd love to to share with you about how that works. Um, if you want, if you're in customer success, and by the way, we have a lot of customer support people in there too, because it's under the same umbrella. Uh, right. Check us out at gaingrowretain, gaingrowretain.com. Okay, yeah. I always say that slow. I wasn't just being pedantic <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> but you. Uh, you can you can find us there and you can find me on LinkedIn, just Jay Nathan under LinkedIn. And um, if you can't find me there, then that's probably on you, not me. So, cause I'm always out there posting stuff. Yeah. So uh, we would love to connect with folks on, on LinkedIn and, uh, and, and, and continue the conversation there, but I appreciate you having me on good conversation. There's definitely a lot more to talk about here. Yeah. Great. And I've really enjoyed it, Jay. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, hope everyone's got something from that. It's a, good, it's a lovely little synergy, I think in all of this community, customer success and everything that we're doing. So, but for now, we'll say uh, we'll say goodbye. I'll leave you to a day. I'm now going to go and eat my dinner and, uh, and retire <laughs> for the rest of the day. But uh, thanks, Jay. It's always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.